0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: The Talk Sport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello,
2: happy Friday gang. Of course, welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, there's only one place we can begin, and that's obviously with England. Beating Hungary in a World Cup qualifier in Budapest. The match, of course, was live on TalkSport Sport. Over to your commentary team of Stuart Pearce and James Proudfoot.
1: And when it does come in from the edge of the area, again, it's right through the goalkeeper and in from Declan Rice for four. There's
2: a real affection from the English public towards our national football team and it's great to see. And Gareth, he's the one that's been the catalyst of this, not just the last year, two years, three years, even going back to his time as under-21 manager. You've only got to spend time with him to know exactly what he stands for
0: and his values as a person. We played very well. You know, the players have really applied themselves well. there pressing when we lost the ball was excellent right through the team they were on the front foot when any any balls were played up to the opposition forwards so we made it difficult for them to get out and to breathe in the game and then in the main we used the ball very well a couple of times little bits of sloppy play which it looked like the only way they were going to score was perhaps a counter-attack or a a foul conceded from a counter-attack but really pleased with the level and the the players deserve huge credit for that
3: really rolling
1: it in left-hand side of the penalty sterling 1-0 to england and finally they have the breakthrough
2: one thing he's got he's got the trust of the manager he really has got the trust of the manager and there was a clamour by the way to get him out of the uh, the team to start the Euros and I thought he arguably was our best player at the Euros
3: England's players were subjected to racist chants and had cups thrown at them during their 4-0 victory over Hungary there is
1: a rain of missiles coming down from the fans towards Raheem Sterling who stands there he's made his message and made his point
3: Hungarian supporters targeted Raheem Sterling Sterling after he scored the opening goal in the 2022 World Cup qualifier while Jude Bellingham was also abused.
0: I don't think our players can do anything more than they have done over the last two or three years in trying to get the right messages out, take the right stands and it's for other people to protect them. It's for me to protect them in the main but for the authorities to protect them as well. You know they shouldn't have to be subjected to any form of racism. I have to say there's there's a balance in the crowd, you know, as we know at home, not everybody at home causes problems and tonight our national anthem was really respected remarkably well. And so it's not fair to criticise all the Hungarian fans, you know. A lot of the Hungarian fans were very generous and behaved themselves extremely well. So that's a very similar situation to the one we find at home, I think. The individuals that are responsible, they need to be dealt with.
1: At times, those England players were laughing in the face of the abuse from some of those Hungary fans. Declan Rice and maybe some other players pretending to drink from the Cups thrown at Sterling. Declan Rice was also pictured with his arms outstretched as if to say to the Hungary fans, you're absolutely nothing. We're winning this game. You mean nothing to any of us.
2: On to the Premier League and Donny van der Beek's agent expects the Manchester United midfielder to stay patient and earn his chance in the coming months. Guido Albers, of course famously from Star Wars, told Jim Wyatt that van der is ready to wait for his opportunity, despite a painful start to life in England.
4: Last season was, of course, was really painful, because, yeah, he didn't play often and he was ready for this. But at the end, it's it's about choices, it's about timing... That you have to accept. He signed a six-year contract. But the fact was that at the end, yeah, he wants to play. And in the last uh, weeks, he showed again that he's ready for the new season. So in the next three, four months, it will be clear if they will use him or not. And hopefully... Uh, they will use him. And if not, we have to find other solutions. But I don't think we uh, it's necessary to do it. In the next months, it will be more clear that Donny can be a really, really good Man United player. And hopefully, with the fans who are supporting him all the time until now, yeah, he will succeed.
2: Now, the West Ham coach, Stuart Pearce, has told TalkSport he's very happy with the deals done during the transfer window despite their struggles. However... The Hammers legend Sir Geoff Hurst admitted his concern at the lack of strength within the squad and gave his reasons why the Europa League shouldn't be a priority this season. I think it's going to be quite difficult, to be honest with you, playing in the Premier League and not playing these difficult uh, Europa League yeah. games on a Thursday night. I'm not sure whether we have a strong enough squad. So that, that's a worry. And the, the biggest concern, of course, is we still maintain our importance in the Premier League and we don't want, obviously, going abroad and playing these games... And having to come back to play some very tough Premier League teams at the weekend could have an impact on, on the overall results. So I would prefer personally to have a, a very good cup run than playing in the Europa League, is my personal opinion. And that's an FA Cup run, of course. And then playing the final at Wembley, I think would be, for me as a fan, I would prefer that. But that's just me talking personally.
5: It's not been an easy transfer, window. Dave's worked really, really hard at at trying to get the right players in. I think a little bit of it, we're sort of victims for our own success semi-success if you like by the standard of players it's got to be good enough that we think to get in our first team if you like and we don't want to sign squad players so it took a while to get a few over the line we're pleased with the players we've brought in all of the right age as well that have got improvement in front of us we just hope that they're going to give the squad a lift
2: now staying with West Ham well sort of Moni Simons Jordan claim Aston Villa are a bigger club than West Ham with
4: better owners this should be a good listen I think Villa are arguably a bigger club than West Ham I think on paper achievements if you look back over the history of those clubs I think you'd have to make a strong case of Villa I think on the support base and I think now with the owners no veiled attack against Gold and Sullivan they're a different set of owners they've got a different sort of dynamic the flip side of that is every football club that Sullivan and Gold go into Tends to be better Whether they do what they say They're going to do Or put the money in They say they have Birmingham was better As a result of Golden Sullivan being in there And has not been anywhere near What it was when they were there And now West Ham Are, are doing well I think Villa With the owners they've got Who've got a sporting background And money to burn And yeah. seemingly a propensity To do it I think that they are better They're better healed To launch Than perhaps West Ham
2: Now, after Cristiano Ronaldo broke the international goal-scoring record, Darren Bent said that Ronaldo was the best-ever number nine, but not Cristiano. Oh, no, 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 no. The legendary Brazilian World Cup winner, R9. Not CR9, he's CR7. This is R9. Oh, just play the clip, you know what I'm talking about.
1: And it's in! Manchester United, inevitably, with Cristiano Ronaldo, have scored first!
2: Is he the best number nine ever? Firmino. For me, knows better. No.
1: <laughs> what
3: are you talking
2: about? Look, Where's that
3: clip?
1: It send
2: it <laughs> yeah, out. Brilliant. Social media will love that. For me, all right.
3: He's not. Yeah. I mean, listen. He's one of the greatest players ever. But it's number nines no, in my opinion. Why?
2: Why? Wait, so he's just broken the record, yeah. and he's going to keep breaking records. But you've got
3: to think a lot of them goals he scored were coming from wide left, because that's where that's. Doesn't that make it even more? If you talk about one of the one of the best attacking forwards, mm-hmm. then yeah, of course he's in, he's got to be in the discussion. But if you talk about actual number nines, yeah. I think, for me personally, the greatest number nine ever, and obviously I can only speak about my era, because people are going to talk about Pelé, people that I understand. Pelé that. doesn't count. But for me, is Brazilian Ronaldo. He had two big injuries, didn't he? Like cruciates, which was bad. He was yes, out for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. But him at his absolute maximum, I've never seen... Well, okay, That's so why what, it's El okay. Phenomena, because okay. not yet seen anything like what it. What
2: did he have that Cristiano doesn't have then? I understand why you would put Ronaldo... What was he called? R9. R9. I understand why you would put that in the conversation. I yeah. get it. And I understand why he would be top. But I can't work out what, what makes him better than Cristiano. I don't, I don't know if
3: it was the, the, the pace, the power, the... But Ronaldo's got pace. Yeah, listen, he's got, he's got that in a The other one, CR7. It, yeah, he wasn't, I don't think he was as quick as R9 in his pump though. Oh
2: no, Let me write this down. So one's R9 and one's CR7. Yeah. Okay.
3: I just think... And it's a good question, that, in terms of what does he have. Because it's don't think it's a case of what he didn't have. But when you think about R9 and his absolute... Heyday, like even go back to 2002 World Cup where Brazil won it, and he was absolutely sensational.
1: Rivaldo leaves it for Ronaldo. Well, that could be it.
2: Now, farcical end to the transfer window meant that Newcastle were the only Premier League club not to improve their squad this summer. Simon Jordan thinks it's high time Stevie Bruce got out of St James's Park for his own sake.
4: the fans didn't fancy him they don't think he's a good enough manager and he's working for an owner that is difficult to work for it's difficult to work for because he's vilified by the fans and again whether that's right or wrong he is and anyone he appoints that doesn't go against him like Rafa Benitez did then that fans will take exception to and believe that he's just a puppet now Mm. you're getting into a situation now with Steve where he's decided to stay for whatever reasons best known to himself and it may well just be because he's a proud man my view and and I've told Steve this in conversations earlier in the year is that he should have kept Newcastle up which he duly did with ease towards the end and perhaps walked away having done what he wanted to do which was manage Newcastle United and I think now Steve's moved from the territory of a very difficult position to an almost untenable one
2: On to boxing this is promoter Eddie Hearn talking to TalkSport's James Savundra about Conor Ben and why he wants to see him fight Amir Khan as well as the future of heavyweight Dillian White not Dylan White Dillian White
5: with the traveling and with COVID you know he's over in Portugal at the moment and also with everything op- opening up and the op- opportunity for him to fight the O2 again it's been over two years since he's boxed in the UK in front of fans Chris Ariola is probably the front runner that's the fight I like because you know, Ariola brings a war every time he fights he just had a great fight with Andy Rees and Dillian wants to fight Andy Ruiz so that would be a good statement to go in and fight him we're going to do another massive show Uh, at the O2. We've got a a press conference tomorrow to announce some some interesting news as well. Dillian White back doing what he does best in all-out wars at the O2. Normality is upon us. For me, I love Adrian Broninix, but I particularly love Amir Khan. I mean, not being funny, I know Brooke Carney is still like, you know, but it's a, it is what it is. Let's do Conor Ben against Hamir Kahn. That's a proper fight. But let's take care of business on Saturday night. I, I expect a really tough night for him. I
2: do, but these are the kind of learning fights that you really need. Now, Man City midfielder Caroline Weir has been speaking to TalkSport's Florence Lloyd-Hughes ahead of their opening game of the season against Everton in the WSL live on TalkSport this Saturday afternoon. It's a one30 kickoff. Caroline started by saying that she loved the experience of playing at the Olympics for Team GB.
3: We um, obviously had the
2: summer, which was an amazing experience, and it was something that we were building towards for a long time, and obviously being away with Team GB for, I think, it was like eight weeks in total with them. we had a Scotland camp just before I went to Team GB so that was like the longest time I'd, I'd kind of been away so yeah it was um, it was an interesting summer and a great experience but it's it's nice to be back I, I had a little bit of time off and yeah back in the city and, and ready to go again That's it guys Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. I just don't really care. Don't forget, of course, to press that subscribe button. I'm back on TalkSport today on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time show alongside Darren Bent from 4pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. Yeah, that's right. Another one tomorrow. It doesn't stop. We are legally now and officially eight days a week. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
3: That was a podcast from TalkSport.
1: The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.